0: Derek it is golf
1: week it it is golf week and I and ironically I just came off of uh playing 90 holes in the last four days of golf I'm a little tired I'm kind of like all right let's game face it's golf week let's go and ironically we're also at a golf course yeah that's awesome have you played 90 holes of golf in four days Riley I have not you know
0: and you know me the most I've done golfing is with you and that's uh, when we went to Mace, uh, when it, wasn't oh, top, right. it wasn't top golf. What do you call Great, great about? shots. Great I think shots.
1: In, yeah. In Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Pretty fun time. We, uh, we played a local course, my brother and uh, actually another chamber member, uh, Nathan Cardis, who's uh, with Northwestern Mutual. We played a local course here, went on our way to Ray, Colorado, where I grew up. And they had a nice little nine hole course in my hometown. And we played a three person scramble, uh, Calcutta, so two day and. Made a little bit of money because we bet on my dad's team. My dad gets his <laughs> from the seniors. There's a nice advantage from the senior tees. And uh, so we made a little money there. We golfed pretty good, had a fun time. And then we ended up golfing, uh, Bill, I don't know if you've heard of Bally Neal. Yep. But we golfed Bally Neal, uh, number one rated course in Colorado last few years. And we had a friend that uh, we went to school with, and he's a lifetime member out there. So we were able to play Bally Neal yesterday. It's a seven-mile walk if you play well. <laughs> but it's caddy, no carts, and quite the experience for, for us out there. And then we made her made her truck home. So it
0: sounds so. like a 14 mile for Riley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. I would <laughs> yeah.
1: you know, um my you know, i I know people will be like, Yep, we're not gonna go look for that ball. Yeah, <laughs> and absolutely. so they'll they'll maybe stay pretty true to that seven mile walk. But yeah, so we're here with Bill today. Uh we've got some exciting things happening in Kearney as always, and they're happening in the golf industry. Um, And so we've got improvements going on currently inside the clubhouse, outside on the the greens and the fairways and tee boxes. And Bill, tell us a little bit about maybe a little bit of history with Buffalo Ridge as as a golf course. It's one of the nicest nine-hole golf courses in the area. Um, And then kind of maybe just the evolution of how we've got to today.
0: Sure, sure. Well, first off, thanks for having me. Um, I know you guys are busy, and I mean, 90 holes of golf in four <laughs> days for crying out loud! I can't believe you're here already today, but I'd still be at home he nursing was, the wounds. I, to be fair, I did text him like, "Hey, you remember we got this today, right?" <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting in the car wash,
1: like, um. Yeah, I'll be there. You know, truck got a little bugged up, and but I wanted to make sure it looked good while I was a driver on Carney.
0: Well, perfect. So thanks for being here. So a little bit of history on the course is this course was uh started being designed and built in 1964 by a gentleman named Clifford Fox. Um when he started with this, it was it was a flat cornfield. There wasn't a tree on the property, there was nothing going on. He had this dream of turning it into a golf course and and that's what he did. So between uh, 64 and 66 is when he started building the golf course. And I've been learning this as we come along. Yeah. So I'm sure I'll get a little bit of this incorrect, but um, pretty well versed on what he did. So he started out realistically with just a flat field of nothing. And... Um, Uh, built his own nursery so all the trees a lot of the trees that you see out here were actually grown on site in a nursery and then transplanted throughout the course as he was laying out and designing the course so that was pretty cool um uh, in 1966, the work was done, or not done, of course, because there's always work to be done on a golf course, but he had it to where he could open it. They had moved in the, the original clubhouse, which was actually a motel on the west side of town is the way I understand it. And they moved that building in in three different uh, loads, which is actually pretty cool to think about. Um, so when they opened it in 66, uh, he ran it for... I'm guessing probably a good 30, 35 years because in 1996 is when they built the current clubhouse. Okay. And when they built the current clubhouse, then Steve and Pam Ross took over and, uh, had been worked on, uh, buying, uh, well, I take that back. That's actually a little bit of a mistake because after Cliff built it, Ron and Dorothy Fox, which is his son took it over. Okay. And then they ran it for a while. And then in 96 ish, they ended up, Uh, selling to Steve and Pam Ross who had ran it up until we've taken over in the last, uh, well, April 14th of this year.
1: So, I mean, 60 years or so,
0: I had no idea, maybe a former hotel. Yeah. That's cool. That's, that's what I love about these is like you, you've driven past these places forever, all your life. Right. And then you're learning all these cool stories that you just, the history behind it
1: is pretty fascinating
0: um, I think Riley saw my face. I'm like, what? No way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's it's, it's when you go in that building, it's actually, it's actually pretty neat. Cause you can totally see the sixties, like in the men's locker room, the carpet that must be the original carpet. Uh, it says nice day all throughout the spread of the carpet. So it's just kind of an interesting, funny looking little thing, but now you it's our current out. cart shed and some storage okay. stuff in there. And, uh, uh, but yeah, when you look at that building and you think, wow, 1964 65 they moved that up here i mean that's that's pretty cool i i i i like to think and i don't know but i'm pretty i'm pretty sure it's close but you know the um the oxen and covered wagon on the west side of town yeah i have a feeling this had to be somehow tied into that or somewhere out in that general vicinity from what i'm kind of gathering
1: okay yeah so, i
0: know what you're talking about might be wrong but
1: yeah it, it well fits pretty good
0: it It makes sense.
1: Um, I think it's cool to learn about golf courses myself because I do like to golf. Um, And it is a little bit of an art form when these guys design these courses. I mean, taking a cornfield and having a vision for that. I mean, they're they're artists in a sense, and and I'm a washed-up artist as well. So I think it's pretty fascinating when you look at that. You know, Buffalo Hills is kind of known for, you know, some of that and then, and then tight greens, some little elevated greens. And, and I know they've got that turtle, turtle back green. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so they're known for some of those things, but just a nice nine hole. Uh, What are some things that for the course itself that you guys have said, Hey, here's some things that we need to take care of to get this back
0: to, you know, carny golf expectations. Absolutely. Uh, So really a lot of things out on the course that we've had to attack, you know, we had that drought, time frame from what, twenty nineteen to really probably this year. And if you look at the Kearney, Nebraska area, we were smack dab in the middle of that. So we had we had greens that were extremely rough. The drought conditions and the and the motor going out on the well created no no irrigation. And so we've basically rebuilt the greens, uh been rebuilding quite a few T box, not rebuilding from the standpoint of changing them yet which may or may not happen here in the near future, but uh, worked all sorts of fairways. Probably the number one thing that most golfers are going to recognize when they come out here is we've lifted a lot of the cedar trees and pine trees that directly affect the flow of play. You know, When you're a nine-hole golf course, you need rounds to be played on your golf course. And when you have guys looking for their balls in cedar trees that are 60 foot around at the base, they're going to be taking some time up. So we've lifted a lot of trees, um, rebuilt the greens, completely rebuilt the, the uh, practice green over here, which is is in the process of really starting to show some nice growth, and uh, have just worked all over on lots of different stuff. We had a severe dandelion problem, as mm-hmm. you can imagine, with no water. The only <laughs> thing that can grow are those weeds. weeds, and they were, you could be 100 yards out, Uh, smack dab in the middle of the fairway and if you were running a yellow or white ball you were going to struggle to find it because they were they were they just taken over and there's nothing you can do about that when you have no way to irrigate or keep your grass healthy so we've got that all pretty well cleaned up straightened out um you know you mentioned the art artistry of the golf course which is really quite fascinating to me because being a roofing contractor by trade i never really paid attention to why the trees are in the positions they are and why they're where they're at. And especially on a tight course like this one, where you've got your small greens and you've got your tee boxes sitting right behind them. Well, Mm -hmm. you got to have protection from all them balls coming into there. So the tree placement has just been really interesting to get to learn and understand what that really is all about.
1: Yep. Yep. You got to protect, you got to protect the course and not that golf isn't already difficult enough. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it, it just gives it that character. Um, at the end of the day, I, I think it's I think it's great that you lifted those uh, trees because again, yeah, no one wants to look for their golf balls for you know a certain amount of time. And hopefully, you can see it through, or maybe it ran through, um, and, right. and you have a decent lie that you can maybe navigate over another tree. But. Um, yeah, that'll that'll definitely help with pace of play.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, there's, I don't know, there's thousands of trees out there, I guess, or maybe not thousands, but a lot. And what we did was we specifically, because we can only do so much in the first two months because we got to get the doors open out yes. here for full play. And so what we did is we, we looked at it strategically and said, okay this should be your average landing spot for this tee box. So we tried to work those trees on both sides of that fairway that should be an average landing spot. We tried to work the, the, uh, the trees around the greens that should have landing spots in them. And so we still have a lot of tree work to do, but we've, we've strategically picked the ones we have, and it will. And there's no question about it. It's, it's definitely going to increase the pace of play. That's great. So, And you can swing underneath them now, too, which is kind of nice. Well,
1: and it's labor-intensive to oh. keep up a golf course. I mean, I have a hard enough time keeping it on my own yard, right? I mean, I, I got to mow. I was gone for four days. and um, But just the weeds and you know lawn and everything else and fertilizing and obviously keeping it watered. Uh, without mother, mother Nature's help, I might be in a little bit of hurt there this year. But, yeah, just... Taking care of nine golf holes out there, and when you're dealing with very short grass, it even makes it a little more difficult at times to keep that up. So kudos to you guys. I I I get the amount of work that it takes to operate a golf course and keep those you know greens, fairways, tee boxes looking looking good. So that's awesome. What about what about inside? uh, Riley and I walked in the clubhouse. It looks like getting a fresh coat of paint and. I, I forgot how large this clubhouse is. There's yeah. a lot of square footage. You can fit a lot of people in there. Um,
0: I mean, you could have some small events in there, I would assume. But... Absolutely. Yeah, we got 4,300 square feet of pretty much wide open space in there, which is really nice. Um, the interesting part about the paint is when we closed on April 14th, one of the very first things we did is we came in and just pretty much gutted everything out and cleaned it all up and painted all the walls, and we were just going to roll with that. Well, we hired our clubhouse manager and uh, I don't know, it's probably been about three weeks that Claire's been with us. And when we hired her, she was just getting familiar with what's going on because we we uh, you know when we bought the course, we didn't buy a standard operating procedure, we didn't buy the true business because they're just the the, the records hadn't been kept for all of that, so she had to start from scratch. Mm-hmm. So when she started from scratch, you know number one was getting the the um, the alcohol and the beverages and the stuff here to make sure we're set up for what we hope our clients want. So she focused a lot on that for the first two and a half weeks and last friday she says you know what i think i want to paint the bar and we said well all right that sounds like a great idea and uh she started painting the bar well the next thing we know she's painting all the way around all the wainscoting and the window trim and stuff like that so prior to friday None of the dark-colored paint in there was there. That looks sharp. Yeah, it looks really good. I I actually uh, took Saturday and Sunday away from here. It's the first two days I've been gone (laughs) from here since April 14th. And when I walked in yesterday, I was like, wow, this looks awesome. So excited that she did that, especially since we did our soft opening or opened the course to play gosh, maybe five weeks ago. I can't remember exactly what date it was, but anybody that had been here prior or, or between that date and basically Friday, if they haven't been here in the last three days, they're going to walk in here and go, Holy moly, this is completely different because it was not like that three days, four days ago. Yeah. So she, we're working on that inside the clubhouse and um, we, as far as the space that's back there, we've already got some events booked, some graduation parties for next spring. Um, and, and that's kind of what we're thinking we're going to do there. We have investors that are involved, and, you know, everybody has opinions, and everybody has thoughts, and we might bring in simulators back there. We might keep it just for events. You know, it's hard to say at this point. We, our number one goal when we took this place over was golf. Right. You know, we're selling golf. And if you don't have a golf course that's playable – you're just you're just not going to have the golf getting sold. So when we hired our course superintendent Ryan Smith, who's a who's a Carney guy and a and a golf course guru, him and Jeremy Vincennes uh, have come in and they've just went to town on the course, and that was our number one focus from the beginning. So to get all the extra stuff done has been been uh, quite fun to see. Yeah, that
1: is great. One, it's 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 neat to see um business people in our community that have other businesses that said hey i've I've got a passion i want to keep making Carney great and i'm gonna i'm gonna put my efforts and energy and resources now towards something else that's more of a recreational thing obviously a hobby for some people uh maybe you're just learning this would be a fabulous place for uh, a beginner as well as it's a challenge for a seasoned golfer as well but i think that's cool where yourself and some others have said you know what let's step up and And Let's get this back to its its glory days and make it a home run.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, so I moved into the Buffalo Ridge subdivision, which is the subdivision right on the south side here, of the course, in 2014. And Ed Wilgen and I have been great friends for a long time. And the very first time we golfed this course at that, you know, back in 2014 when we golfed it after I was living in the hood, because he lives over there as well, uh, we were like, you know, if this place ever comes up for sale, we got to figure out a way to make this thing happen. And it worked out so nice because we have uh, of our of our eleven total investors, seven of them live in the subdivision over here, which is real slick because we just hop on the carts, come over and work, and make things happen. And uh, it's just kind of it's it's kind of um, interesting to kind of be able to say as a business owner and as an American that, you know what, the American dream is alive and well, you just got to know that you're going to have to work. You're going to have to put in the time and the effort and you can make things happen as long as you are willing to do that. And with all the, you hit the nail on the head with the majority of our, of our investors. Um, number one, every investor we have is very active in the Carney community. And number two, almost all of them are, are business owners. So, um, we kind of handpicked our investors because we wanted people that have human resources knowledge. We wanted people that have marketing knowledge. We wanted people that just have general business knowledge. And so when we went and found them, we picked a group that is is pretty solid. The only kicker is every one of us have a full-time job. Right. So uh, now all of us have two full-time jobs. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we make moves. Yeah. That's, yeah.
1: that's Riley's podcast, how we came with Chamber Chatter. It's it's Make a Move podcast. and. That's exactly what uh, that's, Riley's vision was. That's a awesome. story. Awesome, right.
0: and and you know we haven't talked about this on the podcast yet, but this year's theme is engage, hmm. and that's uh, that falls. You know when Bill came up with that, I was like, yes, this is I love it because that's like my thing. Right? Is you have yep. to you have to engage, you have to move, take action, yeah, go get it. Absolutely, you know. It- Speaking of engagement, we've got a couple of investors out there right now on the course uh, painting the bathrooms on the wow. between the four and five hole because they needed some loving and they needed painted. And I'll be doggone if they're not out there right now as we speak, painting them bathrooms. That's, that's been fun to watch, too, because, you know, as a, as a laborer most of my life. I understand physical labor yeah. and I'm not afraid of physical labor. Well, some of our investors I've been utterly shocked by because we've got, we've got doctors in here that have been pumice stoning toilets.
1: I mean, I don't know
0: about you guys. Yes. But I'm not pumice stoning a uh, toilet. I don't even, I won't even clean a toilet. And, and we had yeah. to go pumice stoning them just to try and get us to where we need to be. Well, whatever it takes. And they are engaged. It. So that's been awesome. Oh, that's great. Do you carry handicap? Bill? Uh, me personally yeah. i don't carry a handicap um <laughs> only because i i kind of hung my clubs up well i've been playing i play once or twice a week for quite the, probably the last four or five years played high school golf um but my true love is walleye fishing so, oh, okay. so if i got my weekends and my free time i'm gonna be out at the Might lake be on a boat yeah mm-hmm. okay. yeah I'll yeah that's great. uh that's why uh, myself and doug mitchell are very consistently um uh, in the hunt for the wally derby whenever we're up at johnson lake <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: awesome. well bill thanks for spending some time with us uh we're gonna we're gonna take a look at the course i know we've got a fun ribbon cutting coming up as well but um you know thanks for you know reinvesting in something we see that a lot in carney too where you know somebody takes a new building and they just move their move their building because they need more space or whatever and And they're going to give that a fresh, fresh look and upgrade that. And then, I mean, this is kind of similar to me. It's really a reinvestment. It's going to give, I mean, what what I've known about people in the Kearney area is they, they, there's a lot of golfers um, and about every golf course I go to, they're busy. And so this is this, this will give people another opportunity and say, Hey, you want a quick round here, come out here and play. You got a dry range. You got a putting green, you can work on your game a little bit. And uh, and a nice quaint atmosphere. Um, you know, we're out in the elements today, and it's just gorgeous here. Man, yeah. this is pretty. You've got enough trees; you can stay out of the wind. Uh, so that's a nice bonus for for you guys. Uh, hopefully, we can
0: see the buffalo in the background of our podcast.
1: Today <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can you can see it. But thanks again, well,
0: Bill. It's, it's been great. Let me make a real quick comment yeah. before we before we log off here. You know, you talked about a couple things that I want to comment about, but Carney being one of them. I have been on a national roofing contractors board for about 13 years now. And every quarter we are having meetings all throughout the country. And so our president each year picks our locations where we go, no matter what we're doing. So I've been to places that most people just won't go because, you know, if you got a, if you got a contractor in Ohio, he's going to pick a different spot than the contractor out in Nebraska for all of our meetings. And I've been all over this country, seeing things and, and, I have told them for years, you know what? I love it here, but you got to understand Kearney, Nebraska is special. It is a place where you can come, you can be as involved or as you want. Um, and the people are phenomenal and it's just fin- fantastic. And they're all, you know, everybody, whether it's a Milwaukee contractor, or I don't care where they're from. Oh yeah. Oh, it's Nebraska. It's Nebraska. Well, then all of a sudden what comes out? What? Three days ago, Kearney, Nebraska yeah. is like the number two number two place to be, and I just have been sharing that with. My <laughs> wife say, yeah, so check this out, guys. Yeah. You're right. I had a couple of uh, girls that I actually tried to have moved to Nebraska to help me in my other business. And they're like, man, it's just not an ideal location. So I just don't think I want to do that. And so, okay. you that's what we like about it is you, don't, you really, it's the best kept secret in America. It is the me. secret. The secret's getting out. Obviously the, yeah. the, the
1: PR that we're receiving from, from that article from realtor.com, I believe it was. Uh, so the secret's getting out and you know, you're right, Bill, obviously, you know, in my network, um, people, People don't understand generally how great Kearney is. And even if you see some of those things, like God, oh, still, it's, it's Kearney. It's, it's in Nebraska, whatever it might be until they get here. Yeah. And they're like, wow. You know, you hop off the interstate and there's a wow factor with the hospitality industry and all of the variety of restaurants. Absolutely. Right? If you like to do some recreation, there's plenty. I mean, we have whitewater. Right? Yeah. We have some of the best golf courses around. Um, we have great, like I said, recreation and, and restaurants and that hospitality industry is, is key. Obviously yeah. having a you know university and a community college and just everything else. And uh, Carney's, Carney's doing it right. We just need a little more housing. I think then we'd probably grow even faster, which, you know, I think we're up for that challenge. Yeah.
0: You know, the whitewater that was a bunch of carny businessmen that just decided let's make this thing happen, you know? And it's so cool because people come all over to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one last thing that I, that I thought was interesting. Um, you know, you talked about people restoring buildings and Mm -hmm. whatnot. My ultimate pipe dream. That's what I want to do with that building. Okay. I want to, and I've seen, I mean, that's kind of what I do in my real world anyway is restoration, but uh, I've seen a lot of the bones in there and there's some pretty good bones but there's also a lot of broken bones so I'm not too sure I'm going to be able to pull off what I want to pull off but if I were to really get done what I would love to see happen that building will be used for people again not just golf carts
1: I like it Yeah. I, I, that, I just got pretty excited about that <laughs> so that's awesome well again Bill, thanks for everything you Riley, until next time huh? yep. Hey, Riley here Thanks for listening to this episode of the Make-A-Move Podcast. For more content, check us out on all major social media platforms and makeamovepodcast.com. Until next time, get off your butt and make a move.